welcome to Trek Companion. This is episode 304. I am your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're going to be discussing Star Trek Lower Decks third season episodes, Mining the Mind's Minds, and Room for Growth. Here we go. Mining the Mind's Minds, Season 3, Episode 3. Original release date, September 8th, 2022. Directed by Phil Mark Sagadraka. Written by Brian D. Bradley. Guest cast includes Susan Gibney as Leah Brahms. Lauren Lapkus as Jennifer Shrian. Ben Rogers as Steve Stevens. Carl Tart as Ensign Cordy and Borg Snake. Paul F. Tompkins as McLemo and Ensign Young. Baron Vaughn as Captain Meyer. And Carl Walgren as Ensign Kearns. On Genuous 5, a Federation scientist is in the midst of a survey when he comes upon a mysterious glowing green orb that brings fantasies to life. Tindy starts her first day as senior science officer trainee, and she wishes she could join Boimler, Rutherford, and Mariner planetside for the removal of the deadly fantasy orbs, but they express excitement for her first day as they compete with the lower decks of the USS Carlsbad. Hey, Samantha, you want to come over here and help me design some galaxy-class starship engines? Leah Brahms. No, man, no. Think about Parisi Squares. Think of Parisi Squares. This is your fantasy? Oh, yeah. Dr. Brahms was instrumental in advancing warp field theory. I need a big brain engineer who can help me extrude some plasma and run some tests. No, no, leave me alone. Steve, get us going on mining the mines. Mines? Yeah, so um, this is kind of... Uh, pretty formulaic for the show and it's in, in, in a good way we, we get a reference to um, a certain type of sci-fi trope we've seen mostly in the original series sometimes like a next gen in this case it's these kinds of things that turn your dreams into reality and in some way shape or form we've seen this a lot right in track and of course they make it a farce but we also get another plot um, focusing on uh, Tindy um, out of the four you know she's not as featured as, as often and she's making some advances and uh once is going to become like a some kind of a, a science a senior science officer in some respect or there's going to be a like a mentor situation and then there's humor around who her mentor is and this kind of thing so um yeah it's it's uh it's funny and preposterous and uh, you know all the all the silly references and whatnot um the the opening the teaser i thought was hilarious <laughs> with the uh so, so the teacher former teacher and she's dressed like that and like, all this stuff it's just nuts and so um his name's speedy mcwheels <laughs> <laughs> that's very clever <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh the uh, encounter with the doctor toward the end and all this nonsense too, which that's that, that's humorous as well. Uh, you know, it's 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 good. It's it's nothing revolutionary here, but you know, as as this does, they they manage to fit in the humor, some farce and silliness, but then also advance at least one of the main characters in some respect, and uh, it was satisfying. I, I thought it was fun. I liked it. They actually got. Uh... The actress to do Leah Brahms. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's always cool. Yeah. Adam, your first thoughts? Sir? Yeah, I enjoyed this episode too. Um, you know, it's not one of these that I'm blown away from, but I mean, this this is the good thing about um Lower Decks is they can go into, you know, where, you know, you kind of have like a couple episodes one after another where they're doing kind of a story 
an arc story. And then, you know, we're kind of in these episodic episodes. And this is, this is a bottle episode. There's nothing that it really advances the whole, you know, other than, I guess I would say, other than the fact that this the lower deckers when they came together with the Carlsbad towards the end and um you know they're like oh you guys are the coolest you guys all get to do this cool thing and so we've always gotten this perception of the cerritos cerritos as um as the ship that's the joke of the fleet that's kind of how the crew or the lower deckers and you know captain freeman at times have kind of felt like they they're looked upon as kind of a joke or an embarrassment or that kind of thing. But we're starting to see that they're actually an admired crew. When, you know, we see this from these other lower deckers from the other ship. They really admire these guys. They've heard all these stories. And um, so that was kind of, that was neat. So that, that kind of pushes the, the arc of the show forward. But other than that, it's, it's a bottle episode. You know, you get the, the fun fantasies, you know, getting turned to stone, um, it's a, you know, like Steve was saying, we've seen this in, in Trek before and obviously in many other kind of science fiction realms of the, you know, your fantasies coming to life and, you know, really being evil and doing bad things to you. So, but over, yeah, overall, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. Definitely. Um, yeah, then the, the, the mentor program was, was, was fun. <laughs> what is that? What is the counselor's name? What is his name? The Birdman? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Birdman. <laughs> oh gosh bird psychologist at large. yeah i'm blanking on it yeah it's, it's okay but i mean he's a funny character um and you know it's just kind of ridiculous he knows nothing about what she needs to do or not do and then it was a nice moment in sick bay when she really kind of does find her mentor and the doctor at the end though it was kind of we realized he has that line about a toast to me and to a lesser extent but also worth noting tendy you realize he also doesn't care. He, he doesn't care mm-hmm. about helping her, which is uh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit egotistical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing I was thinking about watching this episode, these people are a lot more flawed, you know, obviously. I mean, the leads, but like everybody's, they do selfish things or whatever in a way that certainly didn't, you know, that never happened in Next Gen. Mm-hmm. You know, and they had a hard time. Famously, the writers had a hard time with the drama of that show. For that reason, this show does pull it off, of course. We got the interest, interesting twist at the end where the, you know, the scientists are actually in cahoots with this indigenous, this indigenous life forms to, you know, swindle Starfleet out of equipment and secrets and that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting little twist. You, you know, we, we see nefarious stuff in, in all the other um shows but it's kind of interesting you know these I, it seems like these scientists are supposed to be like part of not i guess they are they're not part of starfleet you know the way ransom kind of explains them they're just kind of just college professors that kind of go out and do this stuff so i was kind of you know in the past shows it was it seemed, it seemed like they starfleet it was always starfleet scientists so these have to be rogue scientists no i feel like there were plenty of times they're like somebody would be on the edge of space and like, why are you out here? And they would say things like, well, I'm not Starfleet. You can't make me do this or whatever. We saw that in the original series and next gen, I think. For the most part. Now I, I can recall a few episodes like that for sure. But for the most part, it seems like scientists were, and it was usually like a rogue scientist. <laughs> I like the, the joke. Um, uh, Mariner says to Boimler, even in your like fantasy, you're not, you're not driving, driving scary. I'm a natural passenger. <laughs> <laughs> This episode did seem maybe a little bit less funny, uh, at least like maybe less laugh out loud funny than some of the others. Sure. But I mean, it was still funny. Still good. Uh, we learned that a door is not a usual thing for a cave. That's 
helpful. I did. I was. It wasn't entirely clear to me what what were they trying to accomplish these bad guys or the people that were in coots or whatever. They were gonna. They were gonna steal Starfleet secrets and sell them to get better equipment. I think that's what I took from it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a bit convoluted. I mean, yeah. Basically, they uh, that was the device that they tried to to leave their plant on them, so they'd learn their secrets and the captains and all this stuff. Yeah. It was nice seeing the doctor. What's her name? Tana. Tana. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it was nice seeing her, just for one brief moment. You know, be like slightly nice and empathetic <laughs> to uh, Tendi. I mean, she's never a jerk, but it's obviously the joke is that she's a doctor with a bad bedside um, manner, which we've certainly seen before. But even when she's being nice, she still has that raspy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's getting bleeped all the time. You know, yeah, always cursing. Actually, a lot of other people got, got bleeped. In yeah. When you have a crazy Borg snake chasing you. I like the Klingon clowns. I haven't <laughs> seen that before. That's a new right, one. Right. What is this episode about? Well, I kind of think what the gist of it is, what it's about is kind of in the, in the Tendi storyline, it's about not just trust, it's about trusting yourself, but finding the people that you trust. And so she trusts the doctor. And so that's the, the person that, you know, she can lean on. And that's, that was kind of her mentor. And she kind of came to a realization, okay, that I am good enough to do this. There are people that believe in me. Um, I, that's that was the main gist that I took out of this episode. That the others, you know, the orb story, um, that you know, was kind of a common theme, and is like not everything is what it you know it appears. You know, the these two, you know, the Cerritos crew, the Lower Deckers crew. You know, like I said earlier, they they feel like they're being dissed and they're not respected and they're as a joke. And so they always feel like they have to work harder and impress these other crews where, you know, that wasn't really the case. It's the other crews that have been, you know, impressed with them. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes things aren't as they appear. And that kind of goes with the storyline of um, these scientists and indigenous people trying to swindle Starfleet. Yeah. I suppose what the, uh, the two storylines have in common is the, um, is the having, confidence in yourself and you know the the whole notion of how others perceive you and your place with that and finding your place so it is it is fairly significant um that because it is kind of a turning point when we've rarely got any kind of idea that this crew is respected by anybody it's not like everyone hates them or thinks they're all worthless but there's now an actual this indication that they that they are admired in some fashion they're 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 becoming uh, famous in some way you know at least cali class famous yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody cali on the class. enterprise knows who the heck they are right <laughs> well let's see at the, in this at this exact moment of time is there an enterprise i just thought of that how how long after it's five years. all good things is this show? It's, it's, okay. So I think they indicated it, the, the first season started in 80, 2380. So that would be there is um, no enterprise then, right? Well, there would be the D went Indian. down. The D went down in seventy eight or nine, and then it was at least a couple years before we got the E. Did no? The D went down in seventy one. Uh, seventh season of Next Gen was seventy. Oh, okay. So this would have been the e, the e existed, but we don't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. It was right. it would have been after the last next gen movie. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's what I thought it was after the, five right. years after the yeah last next gen movie. So I mean, they did repair that ship at the end of the movie, right? At the end of Nemesis, yes, they did. Yeah, Nemesis. Did we see it in the first the flashbacks? Picard was he still using that ship? I don't know. We'll get to that when we get to Picard, I suppose. All right. 
Let's do six degrees for mining the mines. Mines. Uh, Steve? Yep. I almost asked you for Kukulkan's name, but that just seemed mm. unfair. <laughs> but he appears for the first time since animated series second season. Complete the title of that episode. How Sharper. I don't remember. Adam? You repeat the question. I'm sure I don't know, but I'm going to make you say the question. I'm, I'm trying to get an animated series episode title, the one that also had Kukul Khan, the flying dragon dude. And I'm giving you the first three, the first two words of the title. How sharper, blank, 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 blank. How sharper are your swords than mine? I don't know. How sharper <laughs> than a serpent's tooth? <laughs> I thought there might have been a tooth teeth involved. <laughs> I love it when this animated show brings back characters from the previous animated show. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. they couldn't do those. Like, imagine Kukulkan live action. I don't know. He would either be silly or way too scary or something, you know? But right, it's, it's right. Perfect. All right. Uh, nobody got a point. Moving on. Room for Growth, Season 3, Episode 4. Original release date, September 15th, 2022. Directed by Jason Zurich. Written by John Cochran. Guest cast include Asif Ali as Asif. Charlotte Nickdow as Moxie. Artemis Pavdani as Karivitas. Paul Shear as Andy Billups. And Carl Tart as Kayshawn. Captain Freeman has been possessed by an ancient mask and refers to herself as Manuki, transforming the ship's interior to resemble that of an ancient temple. Weeks later, the engineering crew is spent and stressed out after working to repair the Cerritos and are ordered to a therapeutic getaway. Meanwhile, Mariner, Boimler, and Tendi clash with their arch rivals, Delta Shift. I'm going to call it. Somebody get me Starfleet Medical on the horn. Stop! Aw, oh, not you, little guys. Keep on pumping. Haven't you done enough damage? Get out of here! Captain, you were right. Letting go of stress is key. And we finally figured out how. Bring it in! Did you dismantle one of my turbo lifts? We have engineered a machine that removes stress! You built this? Oh, the whole point of this trip was to stop working! We know, Captain. But it turns out for us, there is no greater stress relief than engineering a solution to a problem. No, this is preposterous. Ready the captain for transfer. Captain, please. Ten seconds in this pod will give you the same therapeutic benefits of a month spent on the Dove. Will you try it? We can't afford to lose you. All right, all right, fine. Oh, wait, now th how does this work? Uh, oh! Uh. Captain, how do you feel? That was incredible. Adam, kick us off on Room for Growth. <laughs> so, I actually had to rewatch this tease twice because I thought I'd missed something. You know, <laughs> I thought I'd missed something. So, I watched it twice and it made me laugh twice because obviously this is in reference to a um, Next Generation episode where um, Picard or the Enterprise is transformed into a temple from an asteroid. Um, little did we know that, you know, it took probably a solid month to repair the enterprise from all that um, damage as uh, apparently that's what happened to the Cerritos. So um, it's a, it's a fun reference. I mean, as the show does pretty much every episode, they make a reference to back to one series or series or another. And um, um, I remember that was an odd episode and that, that was an odd next gen episode, but I actually I remember kind of liking it. If I look back, I mean, it'd be interesting to go back and see if I did like the episode or not. Ooh, no, that's a bad one. <laughs> it's a terrible episode. I don't know. Maybe I just had a fond memory of it because they brought it in, brought it in here. 
But anyway, but yeah, that was a fun reference. It's interesting, you know, you get Boimler, um, Mariner, and, and Tendi in this episode. In the previous episode, it was um, Boimler, um, Mariner, and Rutherford. So, you know, I like how they, they don't always keep it the same. They they change up the the pairings with these four guys. Um, um, you know, in the main episodes, it's it's Mariner and Boimler together and obviously Rutherford and Tendi together. But I like it that they switch it up and, the, and it seems to be in a, in a pattern. You got it in pattern this way. So, yeah, you I mean, you have um, you have this stuff going on in the plant on this um, therapeutic getaway. It's amusing, you know, um, engineers who can't stop engineering. It's, it's kind of a fun joke. We've seen it in, um, in Star Trek before. And, and finally we realize it's actually Freeman. Who's the one who's stressed out. And it's funny. They, they make this um, device that, that we all wish we had that you could just get in for five minutes and be completely rejuvenated. Also the, the, the Delta crew, that competition's fun. Them going through the ship. It's, it's a good camaraderie sh- episode with um with the characters together um obviously rutherford isn't a big part of this one but you get tendy boimler and, and mariner together and it's they're i mean they're great together and you get to see another interesting part of it, you get to see parts of the ship that you don't really think you know the you know where they you know make food and, and different things so um that was fun to kind of see different parts of um a starship that we've never gotten to see in any other um any other show, Steve? Yeah, so I thought this one, uh, I thought this was funnier than the last. We talked about the last one being a, a, maybe perhaps a bit less humorous. There's um, c- a couple different things going on, and uh, the whole exploring the ship and all the nonsense they're running across that 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 kind of stuff's always funny. Like you're saying, you see different sections, but you also see these interactions and the crazy stuff, like that holodeck thing, is hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness! For for different reasons. <laughs> right, right. Um, and you know, it's like, why well, is there a swamp here? You know, all, all this stuff that's just preposterous business that they're, you know, they find some reason to have them make this trek. It really doesn't matter what the reason is or why, you know, they, they go do this thing. It's just, it's just, there's good humor there and whatnot. And then the, and yeah, on the, on this planet, the spa thingy and not, and, you know, we all know people that can't really relax. They're always working, even if they're supposed to be just totally chill or whatever. But yeah, I thought there was a lot, of, a lot of funny stuff in this one, if not a, if not a great deal of character development per se, but um, but there is good humor. There was even a fun, totally just mundane Star Trek thing here. Have we ever seen the deflector dish work <laughs> in such a practical, useful way? <laughs> no, it's just like for just assume it's doing it, and we never really see. Yeah, m- like you know when they go in or something, you know when they. Going at warp, it's pushing stuff out of the way is the idea, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. It's always, but we've never really seen it. <laughs> it's, it's like tech talk in live action. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. it ransom, I think, headline, just reroute power and let the deflector dish take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that low, lower decks on the, the the crew on the holodeck thing. Yeah. Was, was the line. <laughs> Ooh, Diane is her kinky sex name. Was that or was that, <laughs> yeah. did I get that wrong? I yeah, that's that's right. that's, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's funny. <laughs> to be honest, I never realized she didn't have a tail. So I guess I wasn't. As soon as they said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've never seen her tail. But I guess I always thought it was <laughs> just wasn't visible. <laughs> but Ress on animated series, that you always saw her tail, right? Oh, true. Yeah, I like the. Um, 
with Kayshawn, these things where he's like, there's these phrases just out of nowhere, out of context, you have no idea what's going on. I think the, the one that he said in this one was his throat slit by his mistress or whatever, you know, just these crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> what did that possibly mean? I was really trying to figure that one out. They don't give you a lot of time to go to the next joke, but that. I saw uh, when there was the, the first like wide shot of the swampy thing, there was like a body down there. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it too. I didn't. I didn't know. I'll have to go back and check that out. I did go. I did look. I looked it up. I was like, "Did I just see that?" And then I double checked. Yep, I saw something, but I didn't know what it was. It was. Uh, was it the first season where that guy was duplicating himself all over the play? Remember? Oh, okay. Yeah. Apparently, that's what it was. <laughs> the, the, the duplicators. The is that what you're talking about? The guy. Yeah, that the guy that when he was nervous or something, he was duplicating himself or whatever. So right. yeah. duplicates just didn't make it. And just, <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't make it back to the merging. <laughs> uh, what is this episode about? Um, I found it a little harder to kind of find out what what this episode about it. I guess it's in a way. I guess it could be obvious. You know, it's you know learn to relax. You know, learn how to step away from what's not important. You know, so you see that um, in the, in the I guess there's not really an A or B story, but the two stories, you know, the engineers, they finally do step away and they, you know, they relax and they, they figure out a way to relax without actually having to tinker and that kind of thing. And then in the other story with, with Boimler and Tindy and Mariner, it's that they didn't always have to win. You know, they, they realized at the end, even though it kind of, there was a little hitch it there in the end where they could all share that one room, but it was all, they wanted to stay together and it wasn't worth um, splitting up. So yeah, those, those are the two little messages that came from both of them, but it's, it's kind of hard to say that they had like this theme that they were trying to teach us in this episode. Yeah. The, the closest it gets is kind of that notion of uh, pers- perspective and keeping a, you know, keeping a fresh perspective in terms of what you're trying to accomplish that like with the ones trying to get that room and, you know, that notion that they could have shared and they didn't even realize that. And then the whole thing with the engineers and relaxing and it's sometimes it's just people, people relax and have recreation in different ways, you know? And, and so it's kind of just seeing things in a different way. Maybe. I agree. This one made me laugh more than the previous one. It was, it was more, it was funnier. For sure. I think I, I, I just, I like the structure of this one a little better than the previous episode as well. All right. Adam, the opening of this episode, Captain Freeman is possessed by a mask. This is a reference to what episode of Next Gen's seventh season? I should have known you were going to ask that. I should have studied. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second you were going to say it earlier. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't study, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'll just go with the mask. You're so close. I'm going to give you another shot. The mask of Manuki. It, I don't know. Uh, we'll give it to you. It's masks. Oh, masks. Okay. Yeah. You're close enough. We'll give it to you. Even if we give you half a point, you would win. Yeah. Because nobody <laughs> the previous one. You can give me half a point. Yeah. I'll just take, I'll yeah, take half right. a point. Isn't that what happened last time? Steve won with half a point or something? I'm, I'm sure he has at some point or another. <laughs> um, well, we did have Star Trek Day. There wasn't a lot of news but there was a little bit Picard season 3 is going to premiere in February which is a month or two sooner than I anticipated was that oh they're going to do some kind of a audio podcasty thing right with Nick Myers I assume he did like a rewrite on it or something but it's based on the what was it a miniseries he wrote about Khan on City Alpha 5 right in the intervening years 
Yeah. You know, after they're marooned and before Star Trek Two, right? Uh, I watched uh, like Star Trek's one, two, and three. The new the four K transfers. You know, um, the new discs. I watched the special longer cut <laughs> of the motion picture. It was so freaky to see that because I, I realized that really was the version that I watched for so many years, and it's the worst of the three versions. <laughs> Uh, there's some bad stuff in there but it was it was freaky it was cool to see it after all these years and i've obviously never seen it widescreen let alone 4k the one thing i I noticed that that surprised me was how much better even the longer cut looked and certainly the director's edition and star trek 3 versus star trek 2 you can tell star trek 2 had its 4k remaster whatever five years ago and the other the other ones are newer and i was surprised there was such a difference i mean star trek 2 still looks great but Star Trek Three looks better now. <laughs> I mean, I can't really imagine Star Trek, you know, one and three ever looking better. But I could, I could imagine two looking a little better. So yeah, all right. Did you bust out your special longer version for fun, Steve? I've, I've looked at the discs and looked at the stuff yet, yeah, but I haven't, wa- I haven't watched them yet. The Chachki stuff is kind of lame. I thought, but you know, hmm, whatever. Okay. I didn't, I didn't buy it for that crap. Right, right. All right, so. We're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Lower Decks Third Season. You can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Thank you so much for spending half an hour with us. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. They found a pasta.